Hi, I'm Britton LaRue, and this is Moon to Moon. Moon to Moon is a space to consider, celebrate, and share the ways we come home to ourselves, anchor through change, and uncover our power. One month, one phase, one loving step at a time. Hello, Moon to Moon. It's Britain, and I'm here today with an episode covering one of my most favorite topics. My most, 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 most favorite topics, which is transformation. Transformation is one of my major keywords in my work. I've had a coaching container, one-on-one coaching for years that I've called transformation. I call myself a transformational astrologer. It's really what I'm here for, is to witness, celebrate, hold space for. And what I'm hearing is, and to love you through transformational processes and that alchemy. So, I have some magicians from the Magician's Table 2023 coming on here in a minute to talk about this because the Magician's Table is a deeply, deeply transformational container. So this conversation holds two purposes. It holds in one hand a look at the kinds of transformation that happen through the magician's table chrysalis and it's a look at and a conversation about transformation broadly transformation generally transformation as human beings as magical beings who are actually here to transform we're calling this conversation transformation is possible but the truth is transformation is inevitable to me because it's what we're here for. But we have so many resistances to change because we sweet humans fear it. So I want to begin this conversation with sharing something that I learned from Michael Mead on his Instagram about butterflies. And he was calling this the wisdom of the butterfly and feeling into how biological, physical processes can support us in metaphysical thinking and in symbolic thinking, in imagination. Um, So looking at the butterfly and then feeling into the wisdom of the butterfly for us as human beings, as spirits and bodies, as souls embodied. So what he was talking about that was so fascinating for me is that the like biologists call the cells of the butterfly, which are distinct 
and unique from the cells of the caterpillar. They call them imaginal cells, which is just like the coolest thing ever. This idea of imaginal cells that it like underlines, Michael Mead is saying, how imagination is central to transformation. Because when the caterpillar enters the chrysalis, the caterpillar like can't imagine being a butterfly is the idea. Like the cells of the caterpillar do not understand the cells of the butterfly. They're very different from one another. And so it has to be the case that in order for the caterpillar to become the butterfly, there has to be a death. There has to be an exchange. The death of the cells of the caterpillar um, facilitate the emergence, the emergence of the, the imaginal cells of the butterfly forming into the butterfly. And even more incredible is he was talking about how the caterpillar's immune system, because it doesn't recognize the butterfly's immune system, the the butterfly cells, the caterpillar's immune system will resist this process. The caterpillar fights back because the caterpillar um, sees these imaginal cells as a threat to its existence for good reason, right? (laughs) But he talks about how um, it's important, actually, to the butterfly that the caterpillar resists because the resistance of the caterpillar cells to the butterfly, in fact, make the butterfly stronger so that the butterfly has more chance of surviving and thriving beyond the chrysalis. And so what Michael Mead was inviting us to do then is to feel into the cell, the, the cells of the caterpillar, the caterpillar's being as being like the ego that we have, the ego that's here to help us survive based on the scripts of the past and based on like what the body remembers, based on the body keeps the score, based on the, like the lineages remembering of this is what happens here and this is what you can and can't do. And um, the butterfly cells, the imaginal cells are like the deep self or the deep soul, like the truth place of your soul that have the imagination, the imaginal cells have the imagination to see something broader, to see more expansively, to see what's possible for you. And in order for that imagination to awaken and for the imaginal cells to take off, that means that the ego is going to fight back and the ego is going to resist. Um, And so he talks about how we might shame ourselves for these resistances or we might see our resistances as problems. However, these resistances have intelligence because the ego's resistances and our soul continuing in spite of the resistance and the soul awakening in spite of all the resistances 
actually helps the soul have more strength and helps the deep self have more strength and helps the deep self expand even more because of that strength. And so um, I love this because I have found it to be true that anytime I'm working with someone, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's in one of the many community containers that I've held space for, which are all transformational, that there's resistance and there is contraction and there is like, this can't happen. This can't be true. I don't like the way this feels (laughs) because that resistance is intelligence. It's helping your imagination keep growing in spite of the resistance so that your soul, your deeper self, your butterfly can have more strength as it's growing. So I love this very much. The I have not found it to be true that my own transformation, changing the, the changes that I've been through since transformation has come into my life as like a way of being, and I have embraced imaginal, imaginal emergence like on the daily, <laughs> moon to moon, I have found it to be true that it is often um, quite uncomfortable because of the resistances, which usually present as fear and which present as doubt and which present as shame, critique, um, judgment, and projecting on other people who we might want to blame for making us so uncomfortable. (laughs) And honestly, I take, I take that, um, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it for people who come to my spaces. Like I'll take the projection because it's just part of the process of moving through that resistance, you know? And so what you're going to hear today is in many ways, a story about contraction and expansion, And how contraction and expansion as that moves through a chrysalis process, as it moves through a birth canal process, all births involve contraction as well as expansion. What you're going to hear today is raw and real and vulnerable, which is, of course, right on brand, (laughs) right on brand for moon to moon, right on brand for the magician's table. Because I found it to be true that authenticity comes from vulnerability. How can you really be authentic if you're not willing to be vulnerable, you know? And to be vulnerable means, to the root of the word, (laughs) the capacity to be wounded, the capacity to get hurt, the capacity for someone to like see you certain ways. And what we're doing here to come into that authenticity is to quit um, dependence on external standards of what success looks like, external standards of what your potential is, external standards of who 
Your ego thinks that you're supposed to be, to be lovable, to be valid, to be worthy to listen to, to deserve things, to take up space, to have radically uh, enchanting offerings, to delight people with your presence, to offer your magic in the world, to share your gifts, to be paid for your gifts. To take up that space is to quit this idea that somehow you're not it already, which will mean having to be vulnerable. Because this open-hearted work is very vulnerable. So, you know, I love the testimonials that come through here today. Because they're so real. It's like this is liberation when you can speak your truth so openly that you're going to let people see, like, it was really hard. I really hated that. Like, I went through these things, and it was kind of not pretty. (laughs) And talk about that. And what was so cool is we just, like, dropped right in from the moment we got in the room because not everyone was from the same cohort from last year, so they, like, don't even necessarily know each other, some of these individuals. But it doesn't matter because the magician's table is the frequency. The magician's table is the frequency that as soon as you're in, you are into the frequency and you are in the capacity to be more vulnerable, which means being in the capacity to be more in your truth, which is the capacity to be authentic and the, the ultimate goal here is to practice your offering, to practice your magic, to practice space holding from a place of authenticity, from a place of truth so that you can provide a space for somebody else to drop into that vulnerability, for somebody else to drop into their authenticity, to somebody else to find their truth. But how can you help make space for someone to find their truth unless you already know how to do that and that frequency is running through your aura, you know, and in your very being? So the magician's table is a place for emerging readers, for mystics, for healers, for psychics, for readers, for deeply intuitive creatives to help you practice what it means to drop in to that authentic place, the truth basin. So it's oozing out of you. It is felt in the somatic experience of your voice. It is readable. It is visible. And this is then the healing that you offer the world, that you offer paying clients, that you offer your children, that you offer people in checkout lines, is the frequency of the presence of a human being that is sitting inside of themselves, allowing themselves to be named as vulnerable and as humans who face transformation regularly, allowing the resistances to be there and not be problems, 
and in relationship with their imagination, imagining new futures, imagining new timelines, imagining new pathways that are possible for us. So the workshop part of the magician's table comes not so much about practicing the techniques of your modality. It's about practicing being in presence from this space. And whether you have dreams of being a highly paid mystic, which I'm totally cheering on and unshaming and rooting for you, whether you have huge visions for a school you want to to create, whether you have huge visions for your music, for your poetry, for that which you want to move through you intuitively, whether you have huge visions for being a parent that sits in presence with their children, whether you have humongous visions to be someone that shifts the energy in the room by simply standing there, (laughs) this is what it's about you know so I am deeply thanking those powerful 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 beings that came today thank you for having space with me today thank you to magicians past present and future Thank you to the Magician's Table for teaching me about this frequency. Thanking myself for being a brave steward. (laughs) It is my own healing practice. Thank you to anyone listening or ever thinking the words Magician's Table. So the magicians who came today, let me introduce them. You know Samar Jade. Samar Jade is one of the 13th readers this year. Um, Samar was on uh, two episodes ago, episode 110 with the other 13th readers. Please go listen to that. Oh my gosh. I just love, love, love those humans. Let me read Samar's bio. You may know Samar as Ensoulment Doula on Instagram. Um, I am a holder of shadows. I hunger to see you living out the fullness of your unique power. I'm also someone who has learned through their experience what it feels like to lose connection with themselves, their spirit, their power, and their magic. It is through my experience teaching others, gathering in community, growing in the shadows, and failing that I name myself an ensoulment doula and fulfill the desire to support others on their path of joining soul and self. I'll have the links to connect with Samar in my bio uh, or my, what do they call it? Show notes. I've always loved that word, show notes. It's so like um, Broadway or something. All right. Then I'm going to do this. I'm doing this in the order that you'll hear them again and again. So then we have Nicole Markson. Nicole Markson is a witch and intuitive from Dallas, Texas. Her readings weave the medicine of tarot and astrology to create personal sigils centered around self-empowerment, healing, and transformation. A lifelong devotee to the arts, Nicole also channels magic into painting and making music that lends itself well to the dark. 
her first full-length solo record, Thorns, is due out summer 2024. I've seen Nicole live. Nicole is a powerhouse presence. And then we have Court. Uh, no, then then it was Shay Messenger. I don't have a full bio for Shay, but Shay um, is an artist, a tarot reader, and Shay is creating a tarot deck. Um, Shay brought this tarot deck um, to the magicians last spring. It's called the World Builders Tarot, and Shay also has a podcast called Building Worlds Podcast, where you can connect with Shay. I'll have the links in the show notes. And then last, we have Courtney Miller-Morris. Courtney Morris is a mother, counselor, yoga teacher, breathwork facilitator, Ayurvedist, and postpartum doula. I view the sensations and feelings our body sends us as messages of what needs attention. The body is constantly in communication with our mind and our mind with the body. Healing happens when we are able to tune into the body's messages and truly listen. Processing difficult emotions isn't a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Because of this, my hope for each client is that I'm able to teach them tools they can use beyond our time together. I'm incredibly passionate about helping others feel at ease in their body and mind as they navigate their path of learning to tune in to their self. Thank you, Courtney. And as Courtney shares, Courtney was uh, my student. Uh, My first job after college was uh, I was in advertising for like eight months, did not fit there. That's when I met Matt, um, my boyfriend, which we talk about in um, Coincidence as a Practice, our episode from 2022. But um, so then I applied for a job teaching uh, at an emerging school, like it was their first seventh grade and then their first eighth grade. And Courtney was in my 7th and 8th grade classes teaching the humanities. Um, And uh, through the magic of the webs, um, came back into my world and joined the magician's table last year. So incredible. So, um, yeah, I believe that that completes the bios and the intro. So I'm handing us over to this profound profound conversation um, on transformation. Oh, and I should say, um, before you listen, that Shay um, had to pop off before we were able to complete. So um, Shay announces this and is like, I have to go. But it was was something that had been pre-set. And um, so unfortunately, Shay wasn't able to stay for the, the closure aspects but um yeah so that that explains that that happens about 45 minutes in or so all right then thank you thank you thank you enjoy enjoy enjoy
Welcome to Moon to Moon, everybody. Thank you for being here. So I have a conversation here today with four magicians from last year's Magician's Table. I want to jump right into it. Let's first begin with introductions and um, just share a little bit about yourself to help listeners um, place you in their awareness and get to know you straight out of the gates. Well, I'm Samar Jade. Um, I am, my pronouns are they, them. I'm a deliciously gender expansive human, fat and black and uh, um, just magically witchy and uh, and so my doula. And I'm super, super excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Brittany. My name is Nicole Markson. My pronouns are she, they. I am a Capricorn sun, Libra moon, Virgo rising. Um, I'm also a musician and a painter. I came to magician's table not knowing what the hell I was going to do or why I was there. Um, but I had some inkling that it would involve tarot. While my practice continues to evolve, my current offering uses tarot and astrology to create personal sigils centered around empowerment, healing, and transformation. And for those of you that don't know, Nicole actually created the sigil that is my, um, um, the installment doula uh, sign. It, I mean, it's the sigil. So she's amazing, by the way. It was an honor. I am Shay Messenger. My pronouns are they, them. Um, I've got a trine of air signs for my big three, Gemini sun, Aquarius moon, Libra rising. Um, so <laughs> grounding, not easy for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I am in the middle of making a tarot deck called the World Builders Tarot. Um, and I am... I have started a podcast called Building Worlds um, in which I'll be talking about the tarot deck. It's on a little bit of a hiatus, but we'll be getting back to it soon and there are episodes there. Um, and yeah, there's <laughs> there's just so, there's so many like facets of like my magical work that I'm just like, I don't even know where to start, but we'll get into it. We'll, <laughs> we'll come back around to it. <laughs> I'm Courtney Morris. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. Um, oh my gosh. Now I'm like, I don't even know how to introduce myself right now. Uh, I'm a mother of two little young children. Um, I also feel like I want to share that uh, I was a middle school student of Britain's and that has a particular 
importance for me in the way that the magician's table um, marked something really important in my life. Um, I'm an Aries sun and a Pisces rising and an Aquarius moon. And um, yeah, those things feel more alive in my life today than they did this time last year, which feels pretty beautiful. And like Nicole, I, I had no idea what I was going to be doing when I started the magician's table. I'm glad to know that that was something that you joined me in. Um, and I think important for listeners to hear as well, because that could definitely be something that might stop you from enrolling, you know, feeling imposter syndrome, like you're not able to participate if you don't know exactly what it is you're going to do. Um, but that ended up being also something super pivotal for me um, and, you know, my sense of self. So I'm excited to get more into that with you guys today. Thank you. Yeah, my middle school teaching gig right out of college. I taught uh, seventh and eighth grade with Courtney. <laughs> so, so sweet. Well, let's see. Today, our focus is on transformation. I was feeling into how many different new ways of being are possible through the magician's table, through our own magic. There's just being in our bodies generally. <laughs> There's being in relationship with other humans. There's how we relate to our channel, how you relate to your modality, um, how you relate to talking about yourself as a magical person to people that you encounter. There's so many ways we can frame transformation. I'm just inviting it all to be here and just trusting everything that comes forward is just right on time. I'd really love to begin. You've shared some a little bit about who you were when you joined I really want to invite in your past selves to be with us right now, um, your younger selves from a year ago, feeling into um, like what you were longing for, what you were maybe struggling with. Um, maybe you want a presence, um, fear that transformation maybe was not possible. Um, if that feels resonant for you in presencing this sense of like, if, if I say yes to this, what do I want to happen? Um, even if maybe what happened was quite different than what you were thinking you were saying yes to, um, just really bringing into aliveness in the space what it was that you were hoping to experience, um, particularly vis-a-vis -vis, like um, what you hadn't experienced, um, say in a in a container for your magic before. So um, we could follow the same order if that feels resonant for y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, a uh, woof. Uh... I'm just kind of letting uh, that land and inviting um, younger Samar into the space. And as soon as I did that, I felt this uh, sort of like a bubbly 
um, nerve-sidedness, as you described it before. Um, and I just remember getting, it, like, having the first meeting, and the one of the first thoughts is, I hope they like me. And um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like, I hope they like me. And um, what am I getting myself into? You know, I, um, I didn't consider myself to be a quote unquote strong reader. I had not been reading. Um, I, my modality that I came into the space with was uh, tarot. Um, but I wasn't one of those, uh, readers who had been reading for like, you know, I've been reading for like 75 years and, you know, I was like, uh, I was like, I've given some tarot readings and they seem to be very resonant for the people that I read for. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't know. And so I don't even think I went into the space thinking I'm going to be transformed or I wanted to be transformed as much as I wanted. Um, I just wanted a space for myself where I could feel, um, I could just take everything off, you know, um, with my, various identities i've i've essentially um had to walk in this uh in life feeling very seemingly seen and unseen at the same time and always feeling like i was never in the right place and so um i think one of the things i was hoping for was just um, being able to sit at the table and be like, okay, I am really weird. I don't know what I'm doing. And I hope that that's okay. So um, that was really where I was when I first, um, when I first got there. And I think that the transformation I, I, it was at a nice pace. Like I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm like, everything's fine. And then um, I had a reading with uh, Joanna Kessling and that changed, that changed my, my life and my outlook. And it, it like, it like split me open, you know, at the seam. And, um, and I think that her, all of the readings that I'd had with my cohorts up until then prepared me for that moment because each one of my cohorts um, having readings with them, it allowed, they, it's like they were, every reading was like a, a different shaped mirror where I could see myself. And um, I'm like getting like goose pimples and, and wanting to cry like because it was uh, um, I, the trans the, the I, I don't know I, I showed up and there I was so um, I think that that was 
that was like the breaking point, the breaking open and breaking forth. And then um, I just continued to spill out like a big old mess. Um, I'm sure my cohort uh, members uh, right here can attest to my like lots of crying, lots of, you know, just melty gushiness um, after that. So, but if I could say I was looking for transformation, not like that, you know, because um, that kind of transformation doesn't feel good, you know, it's messy. I resonate with that a lot. Um, I found you, Britton, when you had Chelsea Wolf on Moon to Moon. And um, I was not into astrology at all at the time, but I found that your voice really resonated with me. Um, and I was in a period of intense burnout. Um, so there were so many crazy synchronicities happening, um, but I just knew that I wanted to work with you. I didn't just want a standalone reading. So whatever the next offering that you were gonna put forth, I was game for. Uh, and it was to my surprise and sheer terror <laughs> that it was the magician's table. Um, I already had a tarot practice at this point, um, but I was, still getting my bearings. And um, I just thought I was gonna put myself through tarot and astrology boot camp, and I was gonna do great. <laughs> I would be ready by the time that um, we got started. And um, that's not what happened at all. Um, when I said yes to this, it's like I opened a portal. It's almost as if magic had been waiting for me to give it consent to completely shake up my life. Um, this wave of change came crashing through uh, literally days after I sent in my application. Uh, my dad was hospitalized and um, his health had been declining for a couple of years at this point, but this was when we finally received a diagnosis for his condition. Um, that evening, I remember going to my deck and pulling a card and I drew the three of swords. And I just remember thinking this is accurate, but what do we do with this? Um, so I went to my sketchbook and I wrote down the only three words that I could pluck from the air, which was pain, fear, and my dad's name, Dana. Um, I was familiar with casting sigils at this point, but something about it felt different. Um, I started drawing the card and I found the words in it. And it was like I was unlocking some kind of code. Um, by the end, I suddenly had this new thing. And I realized that this was what I was going to do. 
Um, this was my magical tool and I was at the very beginning of an underworld journey where I was going to need a hell of a lot of support. Um, and that is exactly how my cohort carried me and really empowered me um, to lean on my magical tools. Um, it, it all became so much bigger than, um, than what I thought. Um, yeah, in a way, I feel like I showed up to the work that's mine here to do in this world. Um, so when I found the magician's table, I kind of stumbled upon it, uh, via healing the spirit and you had done some sort of cross episode with Jonathan and, um, I found your presence, uh, Britain, like very activating in a way that I knew was very... <laughs> I glance over at the screen and you're, you're laughing. Very, very activating in a way that wasn't entirely comfortable, but that I knew there was like a lot behind it. Um, and the thing that made me know that this was an activation that had like a yes behind it was that um, I went and I listened to some moon to moon and it's the, it was the way that you allow yourself to show emotion in your voice, to cry when you need to. And that is like such a thing that I had like cut myself off from letting myself do ever. And I was like, oh, that's like how I want to, that's how I want to show up. Um, in the world and so that really was like okay even though this is like uh terrifying and super activating I'm gonna like push myself to do it anyway um from that like emotional resonance and I think like the what I came into the magician's table longing for is that like I'm so I'm an artist of many mediums I'm a visual artist primarily but I also like I have all this stuff I want to do. Like I also want to do music. I have like, I have all this ambition for like my creative presence in the world and like writings. And then like, I've always had all this stuff that I wanted to do stuff that I wanted to put out in the world, but I haven't, I've, I've like tried and stumbled and tried and stumbled and haven't been able to really put out into the world what I want to do or like figure out how to you know, um, share my presence in a way that is actually like good for me and sustainable. And I, the way I was kind of pushing myself towards these things um, was definitely coming from a place of like, anxiety and fear that it would never happen if I didn't make it happen or if I didn't like find the key like the who who has the answer for like how I can like <laughs> uh, uh 
thwart whatever part of myself keeps stumbling and like figure out how I actually do all these things and prove to myself that I'm not crazy for having all these ambitions and beliefs about what I can do in the world. And um, so there's a lot of like nervous energy in the like, okay, I'm going to push myself to do this. I've got like other stuff on my plate. I'm going to like show up for this course and then I'm going to come out of the course. I'm going to like hit the ground running. Boop, boop, boo. We're going to do all this stuff. And like, um, uh, should I get into the transformation stuff after, or should I wait? Should I wait for the? <laughs> should oh, I wait? It's so we're so close. <laughs> I feel the turn in the tides. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to put us on, keep us on our edges, because like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am dying to hear the next turn of the story. Um, that was so beautiful. I found myself um, really emotional listening to you, Shay. So good to see you again. Hmm, thank you for sharing yourself. It's such a breath of fresh air to be back. <laughs> Young. Oh my gosh. And now yet again, I forget what the question is, but I think I'm going to find my way there. Um, <laughs> I just have resonated with so many of the things you guys have said and appreciate the um, the vulnerability of that all of us are communicating this like feeling of like, can I, am I, do I actually belong here? And this additional healing that I didn't know I, I was going to receive today is just playing out in present time. And I just am really, really grateful. Um, So I rediscovered Britain um, when she was she was writing horoscopes for a D magazine. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mom, obviously, who knew Britain too, sent it to me and she was like, this is so cool. Like I think you and Britain have more in common uh, or have something in common again. And uh, it was like this really sweet plug. Um, at the time I had just moved to San Antonio and I, I mean, I think, I think back now on like the period of my twenties as being this time when I was like pursuing my magical life. Like if anything called to my heart, I was just like, yes, that. And it was just like this decade of my life where I just was collecting and experiencing all of these things that were just vibrant and you know like astrology and tarot and yoga and ayurveda and breath and all these things and um i had this idea in my head that i knew i wanted to become a mother this is going to make me so emotional i knew i was going to become a mother i knew that was something that called me in this life and I had this idea in my head that I was going to show up as this particular type of magical mother and like I would be making medicine out of my herbal pantry and doing all of these beautiful things with my children and in so many ways that has come true but there has also been deep periods of darkness that 
um, have been presented in this time. And, I, you know, I'll just name this. I, I didn't include this in my introduction. I don't know why. It's kind of funny that I just skipped over it. I, I work as a mental health counselor now. And um, after having my first child, um, I finally like started listening to Britain's podcast. And there was a really pivotal one where I was like, laying in the bathtub with my baby and listening to Britain's voice. And there was just like this familiarity to it that my younger self was like being called forward, but then also like this like future self that I was like really afraid to step into. And I like Nicole knew that it's funny, really took the words right out of my mouth. It was like, whatever she offers next, I, I'll do it. And, um, actually, I guess that was with my second child, not my first child. Sorry, that timeline is getting warped. That doesn't matter <laughs> for this conversation, but, um, yeah, so I had a baby and at the time I owned this healing center here in San Antonio and yoga studio. And there was this very vibrant healing vulnerable community that I was mixed into and we lost that during the pandemic and it was absolutely devastating because at the time I was also in school to become a mental health counselor and then suddenly I found myself in this place where it was like I guess I'm just not a magical person anymore I guess I'm just a mom and a mental health counselor but that felt so empty to me in many ways you know it was like I hadn't, I couldn't fully feel into this like death cycle that had happened um, and this rebirth that was, that was coming. And it was a dark period for me. Um, and so like many of you, I don't know that I actually was like seeking transformation here. I was seeking something that was going to be vulnerable and real and something that was going to help me remember who I was. And um, it was fucking terrifying when I said yes. It's interesting. Like I had this very shaky feeling in my stomach that just like poked out at me again before this conversation today. Um, and like Shay, I'm like, oh, I guess I have to wait for the transformation. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I, everything was vague for me. There was no like, this is going to lead to this. It was just like, I am a, a human who knows how to feel connected vulnerably to people who loves magical things. And I don't know how to find her. I don't know where she is. And I don't know if I'll ever find her. Spoiler alert, I did. <laughs> At least I feel like I'm on the way there. Mm. My mm. goodness, y'all. <laughs> oh man, I love being this frequency so much. Mm. Thank y'all for coming today. <sighs> All right. <laughs> um, 
I believe round two, I said was, tell me about that alchemy, huh? <laughs> Did it come in soft? Did it come in strong? Was it funny? Was it not funny? <laughs> um, what was it like feeling yourself in a chrysalis? Mm -hmm. I'm over here weeping because I am also um, a parent to two young children and know what it's like to pass through the portal of of birthing, of birthhood, and cross the other side and know that you're in, like, the body is different, you are different, everything is different, and um, uh, asking yourself what is, what is next, and who do I call myself now? And I just want to name, because I already talked that, you know, my, the trans, I, I totally did it in the wrong, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the transformation happened for me and it was, it was terrifying. It was, and it uh, hurt and it was, um, but it hurt because for so long, I just, so my daughter was born in 2021 and, uh, you know, we roll over to 2023. She's finally going to daycare, um, three days a week and I'm in this PhD program and I am just wanting so badly to taste myself. And so, um, I know what it's like when you feel like, where did the magic go? Is the magic still there? And then being, this container reminded me, I am the magic. I am the magic and the magic never goes away. There's no cut off valve or like it, you know, it, it's an ever flowing stream that I get to dip into at any point. But, um, you know, it, the magician's table and transformation, I mean, when we talk about this, it's, it's not for play play, first of all. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's not some regular cute course that you get to go to and then, like, you'll, like, learn more about your, your modality and we're all, like, sitting around in, in a circle reading tarot you know or something like that it is a um it is a call to yourself from yourself to um name yourself as magical and um that is a heavy that's a heavy call and I consider it to be brave, first of all, that you hold this space, Britain, but then also just brave to, to look at all of my cohort 
and everyone who's ever done magician's table. So I didn't answer the question again, but it's fine. That was such a beautiful share, Samar. Thank you. Um, the alchemy, how that went. Uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't feel good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I stepped in with this, you know, complete um role reversal change. Um, and. Found that just every single week, it's like I I had to shed another skin um, that I didn't I I was not anticipating. Um, as a very Capricorn person, I we think a lot about like going up the mountain. Who are we when we go up the mountain? I'm great at that. I I can go up all day long, but who the hell was I going down? Suddenly here, I'm in this experience needing to watch my steps very closely, um, about to fall on my face at every single turn. Um, my life changing so rapidly, but I was allowed to be messy. I was allowed to be totally overwhelmed by my magic. I feel like every single week I was just like, I can't believe what is happening right now. It hurts. It's excruciating, but it's so beautiful. Um, and to share that with others was so, so unique and unlike anything that I've ever done. Yeah. Um, whew, the alchemy is happening right now. It's still happening. It's been happening. It will continue to happen. Um, we're in it. <laughs> um while we were inside the container um I felt I felt really great inside the container I felt um so I'm a I'm a projector which I learned about in the container but that having that empty uh having that open sacral just it clicked a lot for me in terms of my my own issues kind of igniting action and like maintaining drive and stuff and I feel like being in space with all these incredible magical people just filled me right up it filled my cup up so much and I had I had all this excitement and energy and I like I thought that that was gonna stay with me when I was running out the gate when I was going out the container, I like didn't, I wasn't prepared for how that kind of dissipated afterwards. Um, but it's, and 
but okay. So the what emerged, and then at the end of the at the end of the container, what I thought I thought the chrysalis was going to open up, and there was going to be a butterfly, and I would just fly away into podcast land and be fine. Um, <laughs> but what actually emerged at the end and it was it was really hard to tackle this but um coming out of the course I had this like intense and in insistent like repeating thought of like I hate myself um and just like it was a feeling that had been around for a long time but it had never been so like verbal and explicit to me um and that was that was a scary and confusing thing to be coming up in the midst all of this kind of like connection and excitement um I was really confused by it and I didn't know what to do with it and so I kind of I shoved it away and I tried to keep pushing into the work that I wanted to do into the work that I thought the container was going to catapult me into. Um, but that wasn't sustainable because I was ignoring this big thing that needed to be dealt with. Um, and it ended up, the spirit eventually lost patience. It's just like body slammed me back into isolation. Um, I ghosted poor Samar about our podcast that we were making. Um, they're they're nodding like I didn't I, I feel bad it's not it's not how I wanted to be in as I was like on this precipice of like oh how am I gonna build relationship with people um as myself kind of accepting my spirituality um anyway it's not how I wanted to show up but so I got slam dunked back into isolation and I just I spent a couple months not working on my deck, not thinking about spirituality things, kind of just letting myself daydream and storytell in the ways that I would to kind of like, um, to kind of uh, deal with other very strenuous periods of my life. And uh, the stories that were coming through were these love stories and I just kind of let my I just I I was like okay I'm just gonna have patience with myself and let whatever needs to happen happen and after kind of months of kind of going back into isolation and just kind of letting myself sit like play around in these love stories in my head eventually I had the realization of like oh it's not that I hate myself it's that I'm in a practice of hating myself it's that I've never, I've never known what it actually is to take care of myself. I've never experienced the actions of a practice of loving myself, of like what it would actually mean to take care of myself. And those, what was coming through and all that storytelling was was what I needed and was how I needed to treat myself. And that just, that realization came about a month ago and that was just like a complete game changer. It's just this like shift in the foundation of 
my relationship to myself and therefore a shift in the foundation of my practice and like all of a sudden I like I was able to come to the table to work on um work on my cards with like all of this joy and pleasure and like looking at like these cards laid out and being like oh my god these are so beautiful like you're doing such a good job that's incredible and just like admiring every little thing about the thing that I'm making and like the critic like wasn't even in the room and I'm like what is that what that is new <laughs> what is that feeling and so it's like um moving through what we moved through in the container um and kind of taught, like you know getting the readings talking to people about things that really gave me um the tools to like give myself space to be myself and to like give myself the space that I needed to like even process the container right because like I'm I think I'm I'm because yeah the transformation didn't happen in the container it didn't like it happened six six months after is this like meaty turning point in it and I'm I'm about to go back in just on my own I'm gonna retrace the steps of the container and do everything again now that I have this like juicy solid new foundation and I'm like so excited to see what what I can do coming from this place and it's just so new to me the like ways that I can treat myself and the ways that I can like hold myself and I'm just very grateful for the container and for everyone's words and for all the love that all the love that's in the container because um that's that's a big part of um yeah all that love pouring in uh oh there we go all the love pouring in from that open sacral being so filled for all that time that took time to metabolize and now it's in that love foundation that I have for myself um so yeah Thank you. That's what I have to say about the alchemy. Shay, I could listen to you for hours. You were just so like I feel like we're we're it was like we're like giggling and then feeling very serious and like I just you're I just love listening to you. Yeah. Um the transformation, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, when I came to the container, I felt like these two parts of me were, it was just like, well, that was me then, and this is me now. But the me now, I felt like an imposter. But then when I would try to turn back towards the me then, I also felt like an imposter there. And I didn't, I just didn't know how to bridge the two and I didn't know if I was allowed to bridge the two. Um, and no one could answer that question for me. It was just like this thing that yeah, I had to figure out on my own for so many reasons. 
Um, and I have this part of my journal sitting here with me today. I'll show it to you guys, even though nobody else can see it. But this is from the activity that we did in Moon to Moon, which I was the course following the magician's table. And it was this like intuitive exercise where we were like with Rebecca Paget, like supposed to be making this like paint blot butterfly. And at the end of the activity, all of these people were pulling up these like beautiful, colorful but butterflies that they had made. And as you can see, mine is like, doesn't look like a beautiful butterfly. It's, and even though I used all the colors of the rainbow, you look at this and it's like this very narrow thing. And it's like just red and orange and yellow and a little bit of blue. And it looks like this sort of like demon angel turning its back towards me with these little crab eyes. And I did this and I was like, oh, I need to go back and redo that intuitive exercise because that I didn't do this right. And I know even though I'm talking about work that I did in the following container, it's just like they, they very much like blended together for me. And like Shay just said, like so much of the meatiness of the transformation just like titrated through 2023 for me. Um, but a few months after I, I made this, I just like kept coming back to this. And, and I realized that I had been categorizing the work, the clinical work that I do now is this just like boring job, you know, not really boring, but not, I don't mean it that way, but just like not magical. Like it wasn't infused with that like essence. It was like the essence of the spiritual work that I had done prior to that. It just felt like theories and a master's program and rules and a board that I adhered to. And I just didn't know how to wiggle in it. And suddenly I had this realization that I think that there are just some people and maybe it's all people, I don't know, but some of us just have the capacity to sit in darkness with other people. <laughs> And I am one of those people. It's not scary for me. But first I have to sit in my own darkness with myself. First I had to sit in this death cycle that I was in to allow the rebirth to come forward. And it was only through that portal that I was ever going to figure out how and why I followed that thread of becoming a mental health counselor and why that was exactly what I was supposed to do. And not that I sit here in front of every client and say like, would you like to draw a card? But, but there are some that are open to that and others that have no idea that that's part of the way that I work. Um, and that just like feels so big that this is a takeaway that I had from this container. I mean, it just, the alchemy was every relationship that I show up to now, every single relationship as a partner to my husband, as a child to my parents, as a sibling to my brother, as a mother to my children, as a friend to my friends, as a therapist to my clients, as a teacher to students, as just a neighbor to my neighbors. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm like, I'm sitting right here, all parts of me. Maybe not always, right? But I have this practice or I feel 
confident now that I have this practice of existing as me and not what some degree told me I am or some certification told me I am. Like, it's just this mix of things that makes sense to me and um, helps me like love and see and hear the people in front of me. And I mean, like, what is more potent than that? Like, I mean, this feels just like a little bit cheesy to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like, like what the point of life, what is it? It's to figure out how to love yourself and to love the people around you. And through this immersive experience of opening to the vulnerability of magic and the other ways that other people express their magic, I feel that truth just alive in my daily life, always. I mean, and and at least the days when I forget it, or I, I'm like, you know, experiencing anxiety or whatever my human body presents. I remember like, I went through this really hard thing and I allowed this death cycle and rebirth cycle to take place. And I know I will do it again in my life. And I know that it might look different every single time I do it. Um, but I did it and I can do it and I can do it again. And I can love myself through it no matter what. That was gorgeous. Um... I have to bounce. I have a different meeting, but it was great talking to you all. And I will be back for the modality hey. in a couple weeks. Um, <laughs> it was so beautiful to see you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh man, y'all, the realness. I just love it. These transformations can't be contained, you know, in a three-month container. In a single modality, a single relationship. So what was I saying we were going to talk about in the third round? Or maybe we just want to close with final thoughts. Like, I, I want to hear... Um, What's alive for you right now? You know, what's in, who do you find yourself to be now? What's emerging for you now? And also if you just want to respond to what somebody else said, or just say something totally different, what I'm most interested in is what is most alive in you to be expressed in this moment. First of all, I just, um, Courtney, you are such a gorgeous, gorgeous human. My goodness. I mean, of course I'm looking at you. I mean, everyone else can't see how gorgeous she is, but like you're sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, like yum. But then you are also speaking in such a very vulnerable way about um the mundanity of life and how you learned 
how magical that is. And um, I just, I just have to give that some space um, to allow for the, um, like the weight of that beautiful realization is that the magic happens everywhere with everything, with everyone. Um, it's not just when you pick up your modality and sit to read for someone. Um, I just had to say that. I actually had a question for you, Britain. What does it feel like to know? I mean, first that you're such a baddie, but like, but to, how do I phrase this? As someone who also creates containers and, you know, works to um, help others in these, you know, sort of transitional times, what does it feel like to be someone who holds space in this way that such transformation can occur? What does it feel like to receive, to hear this from others? Awesome, Mar. Thank you. Um, you know, I think one of the magical things about having a Capricorn moon is that I really trust in containers to hold things. And I don't, I don't need to get in the way of that process to feel good for, about myself. And so like, I couldn't, I couldn't hang a hope that these things could happen for people. I just tend to the container and to me, it's like, my job is just to get out of the way of all of this process because I'm only asked to create the container so that you can come to it and you can have your experience. And your experience to me is like none of my business actually, except to the degree of like the experience of say, is it organized? Like, can you get what you... Can you get what you need to be here? Like, do have we set up a community agreements in a way that feels um, loving? Um, are coward communications going? The structure of the container is, is the sacred thing. And um, I just really fucking believe in that, you know? I just really believe in it. And so then 
when I hear it, I just feel like so humbled to know you and so humbled to be a consistent, constant witness of magic. And I feel pretty clear about what's really not mine there, you know? Um, because there's so most of it, I don't want slash need to be mine at all, you know? Does that resonate? Uh, yeah. And that's why I asked that question because I think I, I want people to understand that like you're a channel and that the magic that's happening is with the magicians that yeah. you are here and you're, you're standing, you're like, okay, Hey guys, this is what's on, this is what's on the table. And that like, you're, if you're interested in being in the magician's table, the magic is you. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not Britain LaRue. Although Britain LaRue is really fucking magical. <laughs> Let me oh. tell you. But the magic is you. Yeah. The magic is you. The magic is you. Oh my God. I have been asking um, to receive a, ta a tagline for the magician's table. I'm like, the magic is you sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, it was your wand that called that in. You know, each of you said, you know, whatever your magical words were. Yes. Yes. And the wand got busy. And you allowed yourself to experience what was unfolding, even when it was uncomfortable even when you wished it was something else, even if the timing wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Like that is, yeah, brave is probably the adjective, right? Brave is probably the number one adjective of like, what do you need going in? Is bravery in your, your, your knapsack pool? <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'll pass the mic off. Um, what else wants to be spoken, y'all? All of that resonates so much with me. And um, I wanted to vocalize something that Shay brought up. But um, yeah, I at the end of TMT, things did not wrap up in a, in a cute little bow for me. Um, I went through a, a very long dark moon phase of integration um, and I needed more tools and it became another part of my journey. Um, as far as what's emerging further than that, like, like I said earlier, this really feels like the work that I'm here to do. And um Spoiler alert, I'll be back in PMT if anyone wants to come hang out with me. 
uh, evolving my practice, um, I've picked up some things that I'm very excited to implement. And um, yeah, it still feels like I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I trust that my future self um, knows why I'm on this path. <laughs> Senator, thank you for everything you just said directed at me. That was really, it was really kind. And I, uh, yeah, it's it's funny. I keep finding myself thinking like, oh, this is just a TMT meetup. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a podcast. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's anything that I've left unsaid, but I feel really grateful that I have had the opportunity to connect with the, the three of y'all and Britain again, people who are from a separate cohort. Um, this was really, really special. And I'm so excited and thrilled and wish I could be a fly on the wall for your next cohorts. Y'all are in for a real treat. <laughs> Thank you. Final words, Samar, do you feel complete? I don't know if I feel complete, but I feel good. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you. Until next time. Deep fucking gratitude to Samar, to Nicole, to Shay, and to Courtney. Thank you for sharing yourselves with me and sharing yourselves with Moon to Moon. I hope that listeners, you will connect with those who you felt resonance with, all of them. And as I said, those links will be provided. For those of you thinking about joining the magician's table or deeply resistant to joining the magician's table, <laughs> those are both resonances, okay? <laughs> You're neutral when you feel nothing. <laughs> um, if you're thinking about the magician's table, there's still some spaciousness around timing depending on when you listen to this. Um, the early bird deadline is not until February 18th, but the pace of applications will begin to pick up here in the next few weeks, and it's a limited capacity space. There's only 12 people per cohort, and there are already seats taken. So 
it's going to be one of those things where um, it goes from like, oh, lots of space, lots of choices, like, oh, which time do you want? We'll just slot you in to a situation where I think very rapidly it will start to shift. And then it's going to be that each spot it is taken according to application received and in order of application received so everyone will get their first choice of the time of day that they want because the required meetings are Wednesdays and there's a these are all central times so do the math um, 9 a.m with Samar one with Aaron and 5 p.m with Nicole on Wednesdays from end of March to mid-June. It's a it's an Aries Taurus Gemini container on purpose. So um, what I would advise you to do right now is just kind of be in that space of like feeling it out, looking at your calendar, reading the course page, open the application and read the questions, like let it kind of play around in your field in, unless you're just a full yes now and you want to um, go ahead and just have that knowing and like give that to your nervous system and give it to yourself. Like this is happening. I accept that this is happening. I'm going to now make my life move around this happening. Um, the other reason to hurry up and, and get it in would just be because of scholarship spaces. A third of the magician's table is scholarship seating. And if you're someone who absolutely cannot do this, unless you have a scholarship, I'm going to be accepting scholarship applications in the order that they're received. In the, like, we negotiate that between us, like how much um, of a discount it is. Um, but once the scholarship seats are full, then it will only be full price seating. And so that's another reason why if this is a possibility for you and there's a craving that's here and it's feeling really alive, even if you're scared and even if your ego is resisting the imaginal cells awakening, <laughs> even if that's the case, um, I would invite you to just go ahead and really begin thinking about like, what is going to be my internal deadline? Like Britain's saying February 18th, but last year, all but two spots were filled by the time of the early bird deadline. So ideally, like you set yourself an internal deadline, like a week or so before the early bird deadline. So that you can be like, all right, it's out of my hands now. It's out of my hands. I did what I could, you know, and that way you can just get that ball running. Sending in an application is not a commitment. It's sending in an application, you know, it becomes a commitment once I get back to you and then it's like, here's the link to enroll. Let's get this going, you know? So the first yes is really the yes to submit the application. I'm just going to fucking do this. And the second yes is like, oh shit, I'm in. Now I have to say yes again. <laughs> Those are two different yeses right there. And they're both very healing and they're both very expansive and they will both have contraction around them as well. So um, yeah, this is a great time 
if you're listening to this close to when this episode has come out, like this is a great time to reach out to me with any questions or concerns or reach out to one of the 13th readers with questions and concerns and really ask like, what is it like? Like, what do I need to know? Like, um, are you glad you did it? Um, there are alums that we're with whose um, links we're providing here. You can reach out to them, you know, just like I'm trying to decide if I want to do this. And um, it's an extraordinarily unusual experience. It's really not for everyone. It's for people who it resonates with. Because what happens is it's, it's a, it's a, it's a feeling of resonance of like, I want to belong to that. And here's, here's the sneak peek. If you want to belong to it, you do belong to it. The application is just to, to feel for your resonance as well as feel for your, your commitment to this. Because the reason it's so expansive and contracting both is how much it demands you to show up. It's a weekly show up for three months. There's so much healing there. That is the healing experience because you're not showing up perfect. You're not showing up healed. You're not showing up as your potential. You're not showing up any way other than how you are that day. And that in itself is like radical. That's the radical thing is that you keep showing up anyway, no matter how you feel that day, whether you feel smart that day, whether you feel clear that day, whether you feel thin that day, what, whatever, whether you feel articulate. It's the ability to keep showing up in spite of all of those things that creates the healing experience. That's the vulnerability. That's how you get to the more authenticity. All right, I'm feeling a close. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you haven't rated or reviewed, I would be so, 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 so grateful to you. And it will just make my day. Thank you. Lots of love. Um... Lots of love, lots of love, lots of love. Until the next one, cheers.